Hi, everybody, and welcome to Dirty Work Minute. It's the podcast where we're watching the 1998 Norm MacDonald film Dirty Work one minute at a time. I'm one of your hosts, David K. Jones. My name is John Yabez, and we've just got recently paroled yeah. ex-notorious infamous criminal Co Snyder on the podcast. Welcome back, Co. Thank you for having me. I'm sorry that they took away your MasterChef title. Thanks. Sorry they took away your restaurant and all your sushi, but you, I think you've come out a better man. It's true. I, I just had to develop some sort of way to supplement my income from what was lost. It's a good business tactic. Yeah. Wait, how are you supplementing your income? Oh, um, it's currently in the works. However, I'm going to tell you. <laughs> it's a little bit dirty. Oh, yeah? No. yeah? The work is the work is, the work work is is dirty. Yeah, dirty work. I, I do some <laughs> dirty work. <laughs> is, is it revenge for hire? Yeah, it could be. Oh, so I mean, I don't put labels on it, but it is, if you need something done, revenge or otherwise, I'll, I'll do it. And what's what's your business called? My business is called, uh, Want Something Dirty Done? So <laughs> 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 the question mark at the end? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's, of course. That's, that's ambiguous enough to, you know, at least get people interested, I think. Yeah, they want to know what's going on, yeah. Yeah, yeah they want to know what you're, what you're all about, so they'll show up. Yep, they will. They, they have shown up. Actually, what happens is I have a prisoner in my basement who, whenever something needs trouble, needs something done, their eyes twinkle a little bit. And then I just beat just them know. up and I get the coordinates from them. So there's some sort of magical conduit yes. that it's, uh, it's tied into people's desire to have something dirty yeah. done. I, I like to believe his magic uh, manifests from fear, but... I might be wrong. So, so you have a man, you have a prisoner in your basement. Where yeah. who you beat him up, or you beat the clients up? I beat him up to you get the information of, to, to get, get to the clients. Do you a- ask him beforehand and give him a chance to just tell you? Uh, no, that would be a good thing. Yeah, I feel like that would save save him a lot of pain and you a lot of time. I mean, he has a gag in his mouth, so I don't take it out unless I know he's going to tell me the answer. How do you? How would you know he's telling you the answer? Oh, because if he doesn't tell me the answer, there's a body of dead conduits uh, right off the side, which teaches him that that could happen. Yeah, I feel like that's enough for him just to just tell you what you want. Yeah, he's he's the last conduit, honestly. Oh, um, all the other ones lied to me. So, so you just mass murdered a whole bunch of people. Well, I'm I'm trying to get back into business. Uh, <laughs> of, Gotta, of break sushi. Gotta break a few eggs. Gotta break a few eggs. I understand that. You should probably just not tell your parole officer. The parole parole officer doesn't even know I'm here right now. (laughs) Oh, he doesn't know you're here to talk about Minute 28 of Dirty Work? Of course not. Why would he know? Um, Well, maybe he knows that Minute 28 starts with Trailer Howard's character, Kathy, continuing her sentence by saying, Commercial from here tomorrow. So he's even worse than usual. And then uh, then Mr., Mr. Phillips. Mr. Phillips from Phillips Motors, ends the minute by saying, we'll return in a moment to the Channel 11 movie matinee. What movie is in matinee? Do you want it to be? What would you like the movie to be? I think it'd be like some kind of 70s movie. I would probably think like Men in Black. Yeah. Just regular Men in Black? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, No, probably the porn version. (laughs) (laughs) I think at this point it's probably, you know, they're probably like, well, pull that out of theaters and put it in syndication. Yeah. It's it's been two days. (laughs) We're, gonna, we're not going to make any movie. We're not going to make any money off of it, releasing it wide. So, yeah. just release it to the masses. 
do you think that there is some sort of uh, rights and licensing for men in black men who like to have sex with other men? I think if you just put that all in one line, yeah, then you're probably safe. Yeah. If you just put men in black and then you put all the other things underneath it, <laughs> then you're probably running into some problems. Yeah. So. Do you think men in black, uh, men who like to have sex with each other, is kind of like the Christmas story, uh, It's a Wonderful Life, where the rights pretty much expired and they could show it whenever they wanted? I'm not quite sure how... Me? So I think because at this point in time... Yeah. Men in Black had just came out, I think, the year before. Okay. So it's like, it, it wouldn't have expired that early. I, I just want to clarify for people, I believe that A Wonderful Life, uh, their rights expired, and TV networks decided to air it 24-7 because they didn't have to pay anybody for it. Yeah, somebody so, at the studio forgot to uh, yeah. renew the uh, the rights on it. So then it was, it was just free to show on TV, so that's how it became such a popular Christmas movie. In this film, they aren't allowed to show on the actual screen. So do you think that in this universe, they are allowed to show on the screen? Um, probably. I'd say probably not, since, you know, people did freak out. Yeah. Even though they watched two yeah. scenes. But it's free. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if it were free, it still would be uh, porn. It would be hardcore <laughs> porn. Yeah. What if well, they just do it like they do in Asia and they just blur it out? <laughs> well, things are different in Japan. Yeah, things are different over yeah. there, apparently. Yeah. Well, but, Asian, you know, you can say that. speaking about uh, things that might end up in pornography, yeah. there's a great scene where uh, Mitch and Sam hire a whole bunch of prostitutes yeah. to use uh, in their plan. Um, Mitch pays all of them about 20 bucks. Yeah, there's each. 14 prostitutes. Oh, yeah. how much money is that, John? <laughs> Why are you assuming I know? Because <laughs> so. you're, you're one of the Asian people in this room. Yeah, we're all Asian. <laughs> Fun fact, in the scene, there's only one Asian woman and one black woman. Yes. Well, that you know, means that stat- how many white women are there? The probably just, well, you know, at least you know that the status quo was uh, kept. Yeah. You know, just enough. What is that on the table that they all are surrounded by? That's uh, looks like a magazine. No, it's uh, like a bowl with some junk in it. Is it? I want to look yeah. at it. Oh, so if you guys want to know. Yeah, how much he, they they paid all these women? Uh, exactly two hundred and eighty dollars. What? So listen, you quick twenty bucks. Yeah, all you got to do is one thing. Yeah, you know it's pretty easy money. Which state is this located in? They don't really they don't say. say. You know, we could probably safely assume California. Yeah, but uh, I think I've seen a couple of California s- license plates. Yeah, specifics. I think it kind of left ambiguous, just so you know. It's it's a good legality. thing. I think it's a good thing that these women are working under the table because what is the tax rate of two hundred eighty dollars? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Do you think they would pay taxes if these are legal women? What's the sales tax? You think probably like eight or nine percent? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that let's do eight percent. Yeah, so that's twenty-two bucks. So, so <laughs> if per person or total? Total. Yeah, so that's like. Less than two dollars per person. So, assuming that these women paid taxes, uh, they would have to report it. Oh, yeah, two dollars. Well, yeah. The IRS wants to take two dollars from these poor working women. <laughs> yeah, and um, the thing is, like, because I think normally prostitutes do do cash transactions and don't report it. Oh yeah, because yeah. it's it, prostitution is illegal, right? <laughs> and this is like for square. Yeah, but yeah. what they're getting hired to do today has nothing to do with sex, as no. Norm explains to them. Yeah. Absolutely nothing, no matter what Sam tells them. 
would yeah. they have to file it under a different category? I think they could file it as like legitimate um, acting. Yeah. Right. Do you think these women wanted to be actresses, but they failed at it? I mean, these women probably could have been anything they wanted. Yeah. They probably uh, pretend to have orgasms all the time. They could become <laughs> actresses. Yeah. I think uh, you got also got a good exchange between Mitch and Sam. Yeah. In this scene, where yeah. you know. You, Sam kind of has this look on his face that he's either disappointed that he's not going to have sex with any of these prostitutes, or the fact that, like, Mitch spent all of his sister's money yeah. and uh, the rest of it paying these hookers. And uh, as we knew, as we've, as we've heard before, that was about $2,000. Yeah. Yeah, look, so. This was $280. So he's saying they spent the $2,000 on the $280 prostitute. No, that's, you know, they also rented out the oh, yeah. space. They furnished it, and... They got that sign up. Yeah, they got the sign you know, up. They probably fresh think, coat of paint. Yeah. Do you think they spent all their money, all the two thousand dollars? They spent most of it. So let's say that it cost sixteen hundred dollars and to furnish the entire place okay. and rent it out. Yeah. Yeah, I that's fair. That's reasonable, I think, for a well-maintained, busy area. Yeah. Well, this is also nineteen ninety-eight. So yeah, you yeah. gotta. Now, I like I like Mitch's entire plan of not having sex with the prostitutes because he knows that as an employer, that is uh, sexual uh, negligence or whatever it's called. You're not allowed to have sex with your employee. Yeah. yeah. Well, you're not allowed to... I mean, you can have sex, but you just can't yeah. make them have yeah, sex with Yeah, it can't you. be part of, like, the job. Yeah. You know? yeah so. I mean, there might be some fraternization yeah. rules in your own workplace. Right. I mean, that all just depends on where you work. Yeah, but legally, two adults that consent to having sex with each other can. Yeah, but, like, you know, definitely having sex with hookers is probably very illegal. Yeah. <laughs> if it's just straight up. Do you think so. it's safe to assume that Mitch is the more business savvy of the two? Oh, most definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Sam is just kind of like the best friend slash muscle slash support system. You know and I'm saying Sam, like we, we, we've talked about this before, but you know, Sam is just a quintessential best friend, Sam, you know? Yeah. Spoiler alert. But we, we learned later on that one of the best things about Sam is he's a, he's a big guy that can knock down doors. Yeah. Yeah. The strange thing is the movie starts off where Mitch is a loser who has no place to live and he's completely broke and has nowhere to go. And Sam is the one who has a place to live and brings him in. Oh Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, M- Mitch, Mitch is uh, Mitch is an orphan. Was the yeah. o- <laughs> so. was the opening of a movie the lie, just to throw us <laughs> off? Maybe you know, like you, I guess you are relying on whether or not Mitch is telling you the truth. Yeah, that's true. You know, and I, I guess it's shown that Mitch does not tell the truth <laughs> a whole a whole lot of the time. Yeah. So you know, that might have been all made up. Yeah, I want to bring up something. I don't know if you've talked about this before. What position do you think uh, Mitch's dad was having sex with his mom? In oh. the locket. Oh, yeah, yeah, we 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 did talk about this. But did? We'll we'll talk about it uh, some more after after a quick break. Yes. Hi everybody, and welcome to What's Up with That Bro. Uh, I'm David, and this is the podcast we're watching the TV show Lost backwards in a uh, reverse order from the last episode to the first episode with Chad, and he's never seen Lost before. Yeah, except for all the times he made me watch it to do this podcast. Not that I like dislike doing the podcast not me i'm another one of your bros on the show please listen to what's up with that bro you can find it on stitcher itunes google play everything come and listen to us and we're back so uh you asked co what position we thought they they were having sex in in that locket that they showed to uh, that pop showed to mitch Mm -hmm. we figured it has to be something where you can see their faces and enough of their torsos, you can tell that they're naked and having sex. And I think the most 
Um, don't take me as an expert on fertility, <laughs> but I've I've heard through the grapevine yeah. that missionary sex is the best position to be in to actually conceive. Mm. So uh, if we're thinking like we don't get a lot of history, so we don't know how many times pops right. Yeah, I don't know if that's a picture of, of Mitch's conception. Yeah, it could be anything, right? So, like, at any moment. Yeah. Uh, so, I'm, I'm going to say that, knowing Pops mm-hmm. and the trouble he's in now, I'm going to say probably a position that really, like, really damaged him. You know, maybe he had to carry her. Oh, and, like, hurt you know his what back. I'm saying? Like, oh, something okay. like that. Yeah, pinched a nerve in his back, <laughs> and then, like, that was, like, the vein that, <laughs> that shot all the yeah. blood to his nether regions. Oh, so he couldn't, like, get an erection earlier, not because he's an old man, but because he had an injury from back before Mitch was born. So I, so if it's an injury, so if it's a position that injured him, I think the most dangerous position he could have been doing is where he's standing up, and she has her legs wrapped around him, yeah. and, and he's doing the first selfie in his <laughs> history. I mean... Sure. <laughs> yeah, with like an old Kodak. Yeah. Yeah, an old Kodak. Yeah, like it's, it's very possible. Yeah. But I think we were asking ourselves what position they were when Mitch was conceived, right? I think it's in the picture I, in the locket. A picture in the locket. And I don't think the picture in the locket is of them being conceived. Because that would mean they'd have to take a picture every time they have sex. Well, some people do that. Yeah. yeah. A lot of people record every time they have sex. Yeah. <laughs> which, like, is the ultimate show of vanity, I think. <laughs> so, does he also have a locket which shows him having sex with Sam's mom? Yeah, but for some reason he doesn't wear that. <laughs> well, you know, I think... Uh, does he always have that locket just in case he has to reveal it? Oh, yeah, I guess that's what... Because he's had this secret Mitch his whole life, and he yeah, wanted to tell him yeah. at some point. Or do you think he just likes to have something in case he needs to masturbate in case his penis works again? I mean, he does have those jazzercise videos. Yeah, that's all but he I, watches. But jazzercise videos aren't very sexy. Like, I'm looking at he's like, into them, though. Yeah, but yeah. like, you know what else isn't sexy? What? A, a still photo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the size of a dime. Yeah, oh. that's a picture of you. <laughs> Imagine if there was a, fo- a photo that was so sexy that it could happen. I mean, I'm pretty sure that there are numerous pictures yeah. of sexy people, right? But, like, nothing really beats nothing <laughs> really beats moving pictures, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Like, people joke about it all the time, but I'll be honest with you, I don't know if I could go back to, like... You know, like a quick story. When yeah. I was when I first got on my submarine, I wasn't allowed anything. You know, no no laptops, no really? no uh, iPods, yeah. no nothing. Right? They really just wanted you to be diligent and mm-hmm. uh, just work. You, yeah, but you know, you know a, a man's a man. Yeah. And when you're out long enough, you know, you need something. Yeah. So like every new guy would get like, <laughs> in my division at least, they had these just collect as a collection of just accumulated uh, <laughs> magazines that they yeah. just rubber band together <laughs> and they just give it to you right they're like you're gonna need this yeah eventually right so after after you overcome the anxiety <laughs> of just knowing you're gonna have to do the business right in a confined space yeah, with, there's no privacy in a submarine right? yeah with like five other men <laughs> right after you get over that right then you kind of uh yeah, you kind of settle down and you start looking at these old magazines. <laughs> and uh, how old was the oldest magazine in that stack? 
Probably like mid nineties. Oh, okay. That's too old. You know what I'm saying? Like we're not talking seventies bush yeah. league here. You know? Were, were there advertisements for cigarettes within? Uh, there's like a lot of advertisements for a lot of things that you don't see anymore. But uh, like, let me tell you, it's you know, like remember that that forty year old virgin scene? Yeah. Where he's Steve Carell's trying to imagine yeah. a woman, and then all of a sudden she has his voice. Yeah. Like like no like no shit. That was almost like my experience. I just did not have the imagination <laughs> anymore to be like this is what she would say yeah right like <laughs> and it got to a point where like i got so bored looking at pictures right. i was actually like reading the articles and and, and, and these, masturbating to what the was articles. the most interesting <laughs> article you read uh there was uh or the most memorable well i'll tell you uh i'll kind of couple these in together because sometimes you just don't know sometimes you get surprised by the people you work with right and like there was a guy that was really into uh, pegging. <laughs> and he had sent, it was one of those Dear Abby letters, you know what I'm saying? He didn't really know how to bring it up to his partner and wa-da-da-da-da-da. I remember, like, once I was able to watch, once I was able to have a laptop and watch, right? Mm-hmm. So, what, so what guys in a submarine will do is that they'll kind of trade off all the media yeah, they have. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's, yeah. You become one big kind of just free swap market. <laughs> whatever you wanted from anybody's hard drive right and so you know one of the biggest things of course was just getting as much porn as you could yeah. right like you learn a lot about the the you learn a lot about the dudes <laughs> you work with from the from the porny snatch yeah. yeah. this is one guy who had a pegging video you know i'm not going to describe the video but <laughs> okay. it's hysterical I'll, I'll, I'll tell you another day how it, <laughs> how that video turned out for me but anyways <laughs> After I was pleasantly surprised by this video, I was like, well, maybe that's just one video. But no, it was this dude's entire collection it was pegging videos. What did he name the file? Uh, I mean, like, it was it was just porn. <laughs> but, like, yeah, you learn a whole lot, you know what I'm saying? So, like, after that, you know, like, you become very accepting of people's sexual niches and their yeah. nuances. What was the most vanilla thing on there? Vanilla thing? The most vanilla thing. I mean, just straight up, <laughs> just regular sex. And so like, you only go from there and then you just get worse. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, maybe not worse for some people. You go, you go from regular sex to just weirder, I guess. I'd yeah. say yeah. weirder is a better word. <laughs> I forgot what we're talking about. but We're, we're talking <laughs> about the number of prostitutes in the room. <laughs> yeah, 14. 14, 14 And the finances necessary to finance. And I, like, I do like how they're all dressed. Yeah. As if like, you know during broad daylight just to make sure that like everyone knows what's happening inside this yeah. dirty work store yeah. <laughs> if they pass by it like oh look, there's a bunch of whores in there yeah and the colors just the, the colors that they're wearing and then they also the colors that they have decorated the store with yeah. like a lot of bold colors like blues and oranges and stuff if you overthink it do you find it strange that there's a whole bunch of women that just wear dresses all the time no. no, no. There's some women that are just, you know, either for work or yeah. It's like wearing dresses. You know, it's kind of like a man that wears a suit every day. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like sometimes it's for work. Sometimes they're just rich enough to wear a suit every day. Yeah, yeah. So. just feel underdressed <laughs> without would, their coat. Would you yeah. wear a suit every day if you had the money for oh, it? Hell yeah, I would. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> would you wear a dress every day if you were forced to? <laughs> I mean, I, you're I, forced yeah, to. Yeah, forced yeah. to. Yeah, you yeah have I mean, to. I mean, you don't. You aren't forced to, but pretty much, you're like told you should wear a dress every day. Does it makes you feel good, or no? Just because people tell you you should wear a dress every day, uh, like that's just the social expectation. Yeah, like if somebody tells you you should wear a suit every day. Yes, it was totally <laughs> expected. In, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it'd be weird not to. It would be weird. It'd be almost like rude. Because, like, I don't know. Like, I guess suits could be uncomfortable, right? But like, if you wear a nice suit. 
you kind of get that, like, oh, man, if I could just wear a new one of these every single day yeah. for the rest of my life, that would be amazing. Yeah. But, but uh, can you do that in Hawaii, though? Nah, no, here's a little bit harder. Yeah, that's the thing. Too. Like, you say you'd wear a suit every day if you could. It's Hawaii. I'd wear a suit here every day if I just knew that my time outside was very <laughs> limited. <laughs> if I was going from my from my high-rise yeah. down and across the street to my office building yeah. and straight into that. Where yeah. like, you just yeah. get into your, your limo and you drive yeah. it around. Yeah. What, what if you just had like um, the thin suits, like not cheap suits, but the nice, I forget yeah, what they're like called. A, like a linen suit? Yeah, nice no? linen suits. What if you could wear nice linen suits? I mean, suits? if you, any way you want to alleviate it, you know, I'm not going to complain. Yeah. I don't know if there's like a suit police out there that's just kind of like... Oh, there are suit police out there. Oh, yeah? Yeah. There's people out there that are judging people's... Of course, all the time. You just don't know about them because you don't break their laws. Are they are they men in black or no? No, do they have sex with each other? No, they're suit police. They don't wear all black. That's just not what they're gonna do. They wear a nice assortment of color. Yeah, they probably have the nicest suits. I mean, if they wear all black, it's not all black. They have like some fine nuances, shades of black. Yeah, yeah shades of black. There's a little splash of color in there. It's not just black. It's like jet black and like not super black. There's and navy off, and off black. Yeah, off black. There's some white in there. Vermilion. Maybe some pink, some <laughs> salmon. Salmon black? Yeah. They don't just have solid colors. They have, like, pinstripes, or they have some sort of shape, but not too much, because that's too clashing. Yeah. Men out there, if you're in suits, and some other fashionably dressed men are, yeah. are, are chasing you, just know that you're under the gu- you're under the scrutinous watch of the fashion police, I yeah, guess. No, suit, suit police. police. No. Suit police, sorry. Fashion police and suit police are completely different. That's like calling the Navy the Army. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, uh, we, we all fight for the same cause. Don't yeah, we it's don't. the same one thing. <laughs> you don't lump us all together in one group, Yavis. What are you talking about? Are you in the army and the navy? No, I'm in a different group. Yeah. What, what group are you in? I can't say. You used to run that army navy store. Yeah, yeah. Used to in a prior life. Yeah. yeah. You guys have anything else for this one? <laughs> um, uh, well, you know, bless those hookers. Yeah. I just want to say I like how the clock and the lampshade and the pillow are all red. Oh yeah. yeah, see that's like that's movie making yeah. one on one. You know what I'm saying? Those are very conscious decisions by someone that was paid to to dress a set. Everything yeah. in that room is either red, yellow, or blue. I've noticed. Yeah, yeah. a lot of primary colors there. When you yeah. when you walk into dirty work, that's what you should expect. Yeah. yeah. Can you imagine like like the the, the DP of this going like, yeah, this will work all these colors. <laughs> they want, <laughs> you know, that's a skilled DP for you, I guess. Yeah. They want people to know it's their primary mission to make you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Uh, can you come back tomorrow and finish out the week with us? I, I will do my best. Uh, the cops are closely coming in, but I think the suit police should be not worried about me. I don't think they're. The, I don't think the suit police are the the police you should be worried about. Uh, <laughs> I think you're worried about the regular police. Don't you know about the suit? You don't know about the suit police. Uh, you, you explained you it, explained it very detail. well. <laughs> they're always in pursuit. <laughs> oh my god! Yay. Listeners, um, come back tomorrow for minute 29 of Dirty Work. And uh, the last day of co-joining us this week this is co-week. As far as we know. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we'll, we'll see you guys tomorrow. Bye. Mwah. Our theme song is Emotional by Aura Bora. You should check them out and a bunch of other awesome bands at failedorbitrecords.com. And we'd like to give special thanks to the Star Wars Minute podcast, through whom all things are possible.